How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Hey now, how we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B-O-B, where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. How we doing? It has been a minute since my last podcast. Unfortunately, I had a flood at the crib into the podcast studio, and it led to some major setbacks for the for the podcast, just in terms of me being able to produce podcasts as frequently as I would like to. And so, from the words of a great song by Michael Jackson, could it be I stayed away too long? Did I leave your mind while I was gone? Well, I certainly hope not. As a matter of fact, I am sure that I did not leave your mind when I was gone. Because when I look at my analytics for this podcast, you guys have been supporting me with continuous downloads and listening to this podcast in my absence. And I just want to say, Thank you all very much for your continued support and for your patience during my absence from the podcast, Mike. I mean, I haven't provided any new content in quite some time due to the flooding situation here at the crib. So with that said, I am here today with a with a great topic, I believe, and I'm going to share this with you. You guys, especially the men, you're going to love this topic. Not only are you going to love this topic, but you might even get mad at me for discussing this topic and making it make sense to you because what I talk about today is real and it is facts for sure. So without further delay let me just just let me just talk a little more about what we are going to talk about today the topic today is that crying is the key to happiness that's right i said it can you imagine that that crying is the key to happiness now before i get down on it regarding this topic I must say that when I discuss a, a topic, you know, I like to provide the data, statistics, 
facts and other documentation to provide credibility, you know, and truth to my content. However, today I do not have the link information for the video of which I learned about the idea that crying is the key to happiness. So what I'm, what I'm going to discuss with you, I'm going to try to locate the, the link or the name of that video. So on my next podcast, I can share it with you because it is imperative that you be able to see this for yourself. And now it is time to take a deep dive into the topic. Crying is the key to happiness. Say what? Now, I know for a lot of men, you all may be thinking, what the hell is he talking about? And if you are saying, you know, that you don't understand why I'm talking about this or what I'm talking about, as I move through this discussion, you will find out exactly what I am talking about. This is important information because for centuries, even up through our current time, it is, you know, pretty much forbidden for young boys and men to cry. I mean, you know, as fathers, I'm a father, you know, but I don't raise my son or daughters not to cry. But that that seems to be the prevailing culture, you know, in our society today. And it, it is considered not the manly thing to do. Unfortunately, gentlemen, I have to tell you that could not be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, raising our boys, and I'm not trying to tell you how to raise your sons and daughters. That's not what I'm doing here. What I'm trying to do is enlighten you regarding a natural bodily and human function to cry. And so, let me just say this again. I, this could not be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, I will tell you, I, I'll tell you why. But first, I must, I must tell you a quick story about this whole idea of men not crying. Excuse me for what just happened there. I just kind of lost my trend of thought, but I'm, I'm back on track here. And so this this is a bit of history regarding, you know, uh, you know, our culture and, and what it has to do with the idea of crying. And so once upon a time, this is a true story in America, there was a pretty famous family during the 50s, 60s and some of the 70s known as the Kennedys. And you remember President John Kennedy, his brother Robert Kennedy, and the sometimes infamous Ted Kennedy. And as a matter of fact, Robert Kennedy's son is, is running for president in the upcoming 2024 presidential election. Just to give you the latest 
on the Kennedy family, okay? So now, back to the story. Back in the day, like during the 40s, 50s, and 60s, the Kennedy family was associated with a lot of tragedy within their family regarding people, you know, dying by assassination or just, you know, some sudden incidents in life. And so um, the first major death in that family that, that I learned about had to do with the oldest son of the Kennedys. You know, there was Joseph Kennedy, John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, and Ted Kennedy. I believe those were, those are like the four famous Kennedy boys who were, you know, the presidential material of the, the 50s, 60s, and probably into the 70s. Okay. And so the, as I was saying, the first major death that I learned about regarding the Kennedys before I knew about what their, you know, legacy was, so to speak. The oldest son of the Kennedys, Joe Kennedy, he was dubbed, you know, by their powerful, powerful father, Joseph Kennedy Sr. You know, he was the so-called golden boy, so to speak. And, and his father, you know, because of his wealth, he had ambitions for his son, Joseph, to become the president of the United States after he completed his military duty with the army, I believe. That was his uh, branch of service because see back then in the forties and the fifties, you know, if you were like a war hero, that, that was, that, that was a, that could catapult you into the presidency. Like, um, you know, I think Truman, you know, excuse me for my not knowing in this case, but there was a president or two during this time who had, become president in connection with his respective military service. And so Joseph, the son, he, he himself also wanted to be the president of the United States, you know, to soothe his ego and to please his father. And so to make a long story short, Joseph Kennedy died during a special mission in the army just before he was to complete his final tour of duty. And he had the opportunity to leave the military. However, with the, with the idea and the notion that it would boost his candidacy for, for, you know, for the president for the presidency of the United States, he volunteered for a top secret dangerous mission, which was to drop some bombs over Germany, you know, during, I believe, World War II. So instead of leaving the military, he took on this, this special assignment, this one last assignment, assignments, excuse me. And, Subsequently to him taking on this assignment, seeking this kind of, you know, world acclaim, especially in the United States, the plane that he was flying was filled with explosives and the plane blew up in midair. And so, but this is the real point of this story because now suddenly Joseph Kennedy, the the oldest, the oldest son of of Joseph Kennedy, dubbed to be the next president of the United States, 
as the story goes, as a result of his plane exploding in, in midair, when his family learned of his sudden and tragic death, the father, Joseph Kennedy, directed his children not to cry. Can you imagine that? Not to cry over the loss of their beloved brother. So not only could the men not cry, but the women were not allowed to cry. In the eyes of the father, that would, was deemed as a weakness. And so I do not know about you, but man or no man, that is insane that your father would direct his entire family not to cry after the sudden death of their love of their loved one. I mean, picture that. And so I tell you this story because that happened way back in the 1940s. Some sometime, you know, during or after World War II. And I just wanted to give you a profound example of how long and how deep that myth of mythological perspective of men are not supposed to cry has been in existence. And as a therapist and soon to be doctor, I can tell you that that is devastating to the infrastructure of a man, of a little boy to not express, not to, you know, go through your emotions. Personally, no disrespect at all towards the Kennedys, but that is an insane thing to do to your entire family. And they always, you know, had a, they had a large family back then of men, women, and their respective, you know, grandchildren and so on. Now I said all of that to now tell you about why and how crying is the key to happiness. But I just wanted to kind of give a, you know, historical foundation as to how long, and it goes back even further than that, but how long this this notion, this myth, that men are not supposed to cry. And so I'm going to get on with it, and I apologize for keeping you on pins and needles and, and waiting to hear, you know, why crying is the key to to, to happiness, but I had to set this up properly for you so that you can really appreciate what I, what I am about to share with you regarding the fact that crying is the key to happiness. And before I do that, I'm going to step aside and let a promo in. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. 
Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you. And back to the show. All right. Welcome back. And how we doing? I know you're still with me and, and, and just waiting for me to drop the package on why crying is the key to happiness. But before I get back on that, let me just say, you know, have you had a good laugh lately? I think we, you know, we as humans, so for some of us, it's a stressful time. It's the holidays. You know, family is not what it used to be. People have passed on and so on and so on. And and so, you know, let's just take a minute, you know, to say happy holidays to you and yours. And, 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 and don't focus on the holidays if, if it's not what you, what it used to be for you. Focus on you because the holidays are just what they are. Holidays. They will come and they will go. But I think let's just take a minute for some laughter. Think about something funny and look at this as a laughter meditation. Okay. Take it all in. <laughs> All right, can you feel it? Did you hear her at the end? She said, ah. You know, when a person, when you make that that sound, when you laugh and you go, ah. Whatever you're laughing about was really funny to you. And so, back to the topic. Crying is the key to happiness. So now, as you all may know, Dr. Rob, me, I am a PhD student. And so... I say that not to brag or boast, but just to kind of give you the the context of, you know, which I'm talking about as it relates to this subject and how I came to learn about this. So during one of my classes this fall semester, sometime in October, we had an assignment. And this assignment required the class to watch this short video. As a matter of fact, I think that might be the name of the video, short video. I'm going to have to confirm that. But in the meantime, if you'd like, after the podcast, Google short video, maybe slash crying and see if you can pull it up. It's it's a wonderful video experience. And it's a short video. So, as I was saying, this assignment required the class to watch this video, and it, and it had to do with crying and, and the benefits of shedding tears. As I said earlier, I will, I will try to find the link regarding this video to share with you on the next podcast. So, so stay tuned. Anywho, 
the narrator in the video, he describes and explains how the, the same valve that we feel pain and sadness and sorrow from, you know, when we are faced with some of our life's worst experiences regarding death, illnesses, divorces, and other tragic life e- events, the the pain valve, the same, the, the thing that makes us hurt the most, which, and in all cases, you know, Usually cause us to cry. So, so follow me. The, the the pain valve is the same valve that causes us to feel joy and happiness. I mean, are you are you hearing me? The same valve that that causes us to feel the pain and sadness and sorrow, you know, based on events in our lives, is the same valve. That, that helps us to feel joy and happiness when we have wonderful life experiences. And the way the process works is that when we are faced with tragic and or significant life experiences that could cause us to cry prolifically, and that is why we have tear wells on each side of our noses. The pain from the news we received regarding the loss of a loved one or, you know, just a a bad diagnosis for, for our own health, you know, something that causes us to cry. The valve for tears and pain is tied to the valve for happiness and joy. And the way it works is that when we are triggered to cry, our tears serve as a way to wash away. Did you hear me? Wash away, meaning to to let that out of our body, to let the pain out of our souls so that we can, you know, we can free ourselves from that those deep emotional painful experiences. And the process of crying allows us to release the pain of that experience. Now, if you have ever cried before in connection to what I am saying, you may have some idea of what I am talking about. And so crying, which is a natural, I need you to hear this, it's a natural bodily function, just like going to the bathroom to urinate, to defecate, to scratch your head when it itches. We find bodily relief from those other functions and crying serves the same purpose. Crying works the same way in that when we hurt emotionally or painfully, we cry and it allows us to pass on to the next level of healing. Healing is the key to healthy feelings. That's where we want to be. And healing is connected to the joy we are able to feel when we purge ourselves of our most painful life experiences. Let me ask you this. Do you want to walk around for extended periods of time, maybe even for the rest of your life, feeling hurt and angry and sad because of a tragic life experience? Now, I don't say that to diminish your 
idea or feelings about tragic life experiences, but we have to learn to move on. We have to learn to move on. Can I get an amen? Yeah, I'm going to say amen to that for sure. Like I said earlier, the pain valve is the same valve as the joy valve. And it can be activated easy upon crying and releasing the emotional hurt you feel after tragic life experiences. Now, whereas on the other hand, when we do not cry, follow me, check this out. When we suppress our feelings and our real emotions, then they tend to fester inside of us. And when they do come out, they come out in unhealthy ways in terms of how we may feel inside, how you may behave towards yourself and others for extended periods of time, and how you may be stuck in a bad place holding on to those feelings that you never allowed yourself to release so you can move past the pain of that life experience. Now, this is facts, not my opinion. I need you to think about this for your own good because this is a healthy way to heal from your own pain related to your own tragic life experiences. I, I I need you to hear me. I mean, can can you feel it? That's what I want to know. Can you feel it? Have you ever heard the phrase after a family member of a of a friend, you know, that that person might still be, you know, devastated for an extended period of time over the loss of a loved one? And someone will say, or even a mental health professional will say, you know, that he or she did not mourn or properly properly mourn the, the death or the loss of their you know, their parent or, or other loved one. Well, this is what that means. You have to cry it out in order to get back to the business of the life you live. Life is supposed to be good, and we are not supposed to be walking around hurting for years. If you live, you will experience some pain, some loss, some breakup with a person you love so much to be loved. You know, you you may lose your job. Your spouse, your partner may lose his or her job. Somebody may get a serious diagnosis and on and on and on. But we must find a way to move forward. As you still have a life to live, love to give, and places for gold. Not to mention that it's the holidays. Merry Christmas, okay? The evidence is there. You may have to find this on your own, and, and that may be a good idea for you to see it for yourself. Have you ever heard the phrase, you know, that... He or she made lemon out of lemonade 
Well, that is what this is all about. Taking your worst life experiences and turning your pain into purpose. That is what happens when you are able to mourn properly, cry. It helps you to overcome the, your worst life experiences. And for, for some reason, there always seems, and I, and I have seen this, and you know people that, that have overcome tough life experiences and somehow they find their, their way, they find their purpose in life. There always seems to be an abundance of blessings for those of us who can overcome our worst personal tragic events. What I am doing here with you today on this podcast was inspired by my life experience in, in my first marriage. That situation, you know, inspired me to write books, to do public speaking, to go back to school, to get a second master's degree, and now a PhD, a podcast. I mean, you feel me? Do you feel me? That's what I'm asking. As a matter of fact, I'm talking about turning your pain into purpose. As a matter of fact, before I let you go, I'm going to share with you my story. Not about my marriage, but about the earlier part of my life as I have in the past. But this is so important. It really relates to this topic because I often wondered why I was able to move on relatively well after the sudden death of my mother when I was nine years old and the sudden death of my oldest sister who overdosed on heroin when I was 12 years old and then I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of 15 and I was 15 minutes away from my own death according to my doctors as they had advised my family had they waited 15 more minutes to bring me into the emergency room where I was experiencing the symptoms of type 1 diabetes that they would have been picking out a coffin for me. And so on that note, I'm going to stop right there and let a promo in and we'll pick up the story on the other side. Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. We provide management training and consulting services for all businesses in the areas of employee relations, unionized employees, progressive discipline, the annual review process, and emotional intelligence to develop effective leaders for your organization. And our relationship counseling services for individuals, couples, groups show you how to become relationship ready with improved self-esteem, resilience, and self-awareness. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Okay, welcome back. So are, are, can you feel it? Are, are you with me here? And so 
The point of this story, as I was saying, is not even so much, you know, all that happened to me. It was how I responded to what happened to me. Because, you see, when my mother died, I cried profusely. Now, I didn't know what I know now, which is what I'm talking to you about. Crying is the key to happiness. But it was just natural for me. Of course, this is my mother. You know, you can imagine if you don't already know what that might be like. Okay. And so, as I was saying, I cried profusely at the news when when I learned that my mother died, and again I cried profusely at her funeral, and the same is true for my my oldest sister. And then when I was diagnosed with type one diabetes and informed by the nurse that I would have to take insulin by injection for the rest of my life in order to live to survive, after I left the hospital, well, I have to tell you. I was mortified, devastated, and any other deep emotional adjective you could add to my feelings during each of those tragic, sudden life situations before I reached the age of 16. But what I know now, as I have often wondered, is that, you know, I cried, as I said, profusely related to all those situations. And you should know, my mother and my sister, they meant the world to me, especially back then. I was I was just a mere child. But I found out that, you know, because as I was saying, I... I I think I handled those situations without even knowing, but because of crying very well. And I say that when I look back over the years, how others have handled similar situations and have not been able to get prop, you know, get through like in a wholesome, robust way because they didn't, they suppressed their feelings. And so as I was saying, I found, you know, because I, I often wondered, how was I able to get through those situations as well as I did, although they were tough? But I got through. My mother would be proud. My sister would say, you did it, boy, you did it. And so I found that it was the fact that I cried, and I learned that from this video. And I released that, you know, that pain you know, the pain from those experiences. And that allowed me, you know, to go forward and get to the joy of my life in a healthy and robust fashion as my mother and my sister would have wanted me to do so. So remember, the same valve that we feel pain and deep emotion is the same valve that we feel the great joy and happiness in life. But the only way to unlock the joy is the first feel the pain, go through the pain. That's, 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 it has to, you have to do that. Go through it, walk through it, sit through it, cry through it, talk to somebody through it, 
You feel me? In order to get to the joy, you must first pass through the pain. Do not be afraid to experience your emotions. They are, after all, by golly, your emotions. They are part of you just like your eyes, hands, arms, legs, feet, and toes, along with the rest of your body. Stop playing, crying. Is a good thing, and it is the key to happiness. And I say to you in closing, I'm not telling you how to raise your sons and daughters. I'm not telling you how to, to be a man or to be men. But what I am telling you is that crying is good. And it is a natural bodily function like taking a shit or a good piss. And I dare you to try crying at your next tough life experience because you will have another tough, perhaps even tragic. I don't wish this upon you or me or anybody. I'm just saying that that's how life goes. And so I dare you to, to, to cry at your next tough or as a result of your next tough life experience and watch how you are able to overcome what may seem like an insurmountable thing to achieve. But unless you want to walk around for the rest of your life hurting and being angry and regretful and resentful and all of the other negative emotional feelings, then cry about it. Release that pain before it dries up inside of you and becomes the cause of your pain in your relationships with yourself and your wife, your girlfriend, your brothers, your sisters, your children, and others, the people at work that you may mistreat because you've been allowing this pain to be locked up inside of you. Like I said, that may lead to more painful experiences that you can avoid simply by crying to get the, to the joy of your life. And on that note, I'm going to leave that right there. Yes, I am. I'm going to leave that right there. And I want to thank you so much again for your support in my absence. We are back in action. Everything is cool. I feel blessed. Just had to deal with some challenges at the crib, but we good. And I want to thank you for riding with me today and in the past wherever you are and whoever you are. And remember, love is not supposed to hurt. And life is good even when it ain't. Peace in the Middle East and Ukraine too. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. 
To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved. <laughs>